This week on the Fake Outrage Report, we talk about overbearing mother-in-laws, giving away live animals, and the bra of the future. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, the debate show where we debate and you must accept our verdict for now and all time. <laughs> um, I am Sandeep Sen, and with me as always is the lovely Phil Causey. Phil. Uh, lovely. I'm doing good. This is a... Uh... A good adjective, lovely. Yeah, good. You're so you're you're getting a little better. You had a rough weekend, Sandeep, didn't you? Well, was, there were so many things happening at once. I moved. Yeah, and then on the day I was supposed to move, the day before I got the, I was just started getting these high fevers. So I was like, I had a hundred temperature, hundred and three, <laughs> while we're while I'm moving, and I'm just like I'm just like lying on the floor while the movers are like putting the stuff on the ground. Yeah, I'm impressed how much stuff you have set up here. By the way, for the fact that you've lived here for basically less than 48 hours. Like this is uh, because I was expecting to come in and just have like a bunch of shit in boxes and you like laying on like a mattress on the floor and like the living room. But no, this looks like a lived in apartment. Yeah, it was pretty much just me just completely sweating through my sheets in the bed and then me like reluctantly getting up and moving stuff (laughs) into its place. Oh, this is good. I'm so glad you live here because I live in the next neighborhood. I no longer have to travel an hour to record this this fucking thing every week. (laughs) Very, I'm very happy about that. We used to record way down in Prospect Heights, and now, now we're in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which I know if you don't live in New York means absolutely nothing to oh, you. Oh, but it's very trendy. If you don't live here, it is the trendiest spot in the world. Absolutely. That third voice you hear today is our guest, uh, Rhonda Handsome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And I got to tell you, I give you kudos because, you know, moving is one of the major challenges in life. And to do that with a fever... That's really some accomplishment. Well, he had a bunch of guys who was paying to move his shit. So it's not like he did all the work. (laughs) Right. It was still effort. I still had to, you know, talk to them. Part of that Indian privilege. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. I've heard of that. Yo, it's we've discussed that at length on the show. That's it absolutely is a thing. He he in terms of like white stereotypes, Sandeep is the whitest person I know. Is he really? He dude, he he's a doctor, he loves tennis, he goes on ski trips. And like, now I live in Williamsburg. It's, yeah. it's all, it's full, it's full circle. <laughs> live in the dream, huh? That's right. Absolutely. Go for it, baby. So yeah. we always meet our guests up front uh, on the show here. So Rhonda, you have a lot going on. You're somebody who has a lot going on in uh, the, yeah. the comedy world. Yeah. Uh, a couple things we were talking about a second ago off the air. You, uh, you have a thing coming up down south. I have a thing coming up down south. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a thing coming up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. The National Black Theater Festival is actually an international event because people come from all over the world. But uh, on the odd year, and believe me, with the election of this president, this is definitely an odd year we're living in. (laughs) Every odd year, uh, we gather in Winston-Salem, North Carolina to celebrate theater and all things in the industry. And it's really a a great situation where you'll be uh, mingling and working and talking with movie stars, TV stars, and actually celebrating theater. And what I will be doing there is taking a late night comedy show, which I am co-hosting and co-producing with Marion Alda, who was um, featured on First and Ten with OJ, and also on several soap operas. Uh, Marion Alda and I will be uh, co-hosting late night comedy with 
funny colored women like us on Facebook, book us now because all of our shows are sold out. The, we're going to be there the 2nd through the 5th of August in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You can't get a ticket. They actually added 50 seats to our venue for every night, and then those sold out as well. So wow! So you're, I feel like we're plugging this, but it's almost pointless because it's already. It's like, well, you you can't come. This show is going to be great, but you totally can't come. <laughs> but you can book us now for 2017, 2018, because funny colored women. So what's the women name of the happening? show that you're co-producing? Funny colored women. Oh, it's called Funny Colored Women. Funny colored women. Actually, awesome. yeah, yeah, okay. it is. It, it's now I'm going to go on great. a limb here. I'm assuming it's. Women of color being funny. How, what, you know, is that, one time you can assume and not be okay. an ass. And you not be really, a dickhead, all right. Yeah. yeah. It, as, as a straight white male, I do have to uh, walk on eggshells in most conversations <laughs> I have these days, but apparently we're doing good here. Now, and you uh, also, no, that's, come, that's in August, right? Which yeah, is, the first week of August. When, the, when this comes out, that'll be like next week. So yeah. first weekend of August, like a long weekend, right? Like Thursday uh, to Sunday kind Wednesday of deal? Wednesday through Sunday, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, in, that's in North Carolina? Winston-Salem, North Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's for sure. Thank awesome. you. Thank and, you. And you used to do a show called uh, Divorce and Bitter. Oh, yes. My Divorce and Bitter tour, which I took to <laughs> Tel Aviv. Yes, that was a really great experience doing stand up in uh, Israel. I had a great Jews and comedy. Jew you don't say. I've heard the rumor there are one or two Jews yeah. in comedy. Yeah. And then they like comedy. Oh, that's, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Talk Every about that experience. They have laughed. Every once in a while, they have yeah. laughed. <laughs> Uh, it was it was fantastic. I, I went to Tel Aviv, and I got to tell you, I have never had so much hummus in my life. <laughs> uh, people had hummus for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and for snacks. And actually, I went into <laughs> my hostess, who's a fabulous woman. I went, went into the bathroom to take a shower, and I asked her if she had any conditioner. She said, use the hummus. And uh, Wait, that's a thing? You can do that? <laughs> You use avocado for beauty. You use cucumber. Oh, that makes for sense. Beauty. And hummus for your hair. Hummus. Uh, hey, good, yeah. There. But I, I loved. I loved telling jokes there. In fact, uh, there were a couple of actually uh, comedy nights uh, in in bars uh, that I went to where people enjoy hearing uh, jokes in English. And then my uh, my hostess had invited the creme de la creme of Tel Aviv. To uh, to enjoy my divorced and bitter material, yeah. Okay, so and I assume, and like your other thing, I assume what you see is what you get in terms of the titling. So that, the, when you, you talked about being divorced me, and bitter, what you see is definitely <laughs> what you get. Yeah, All right. I, uh, I am a strong black woman, but I identify as a fragile blonde. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and so you you you've been through a divorce. Yeah. Not more than one. Because I know Only there's a lot one. of comics we know that have been through like fucking two and three. So yeah. she was sufficiently embittered from that one divorce. I that, was. Yeah. I really was. Definitely. <laughs> How does one produce a show in Israel when you live here? I always wonder that. I, How do you I like... was invited, actually. It was okay. produced for me. I was invited by Alana Brandt, who is uh, a fascinating woman. She, she, she actually does everything in Tel Aviv. You know, we're walking down a promenade and she, and she points to a statue or some uh, outdoor furniture and she goes I'm responsible for this you know and you know, she's that kind of person she and and, and she said uh, I remember she said to me uh, uh Rhonda I'm just I'm very sorry but the uh, the ambassador from Canada won't be able to be here tonight you know but we had artists and um lawyers doctors and you oh, know pop stars felt. actually pop stars there that's the kind of <laughs> 
I like how she felt she that that was uh, worth issuing an apology. Like, well, sorry. she had that's the type of people she had invited. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because with me, it's like, oh, hey, man, uh, three of my drunk buddies are here. And people are like more than happy to have us all. <laughs> but somebody's apologized. Oh, sorry we couldn't get government officials to your comedy show. Well, that we had a few. We had a few. That's and, awesome. Yeah. You should have been angry. You should be like, look, if the ambassador from Bolivia can't be here, I get it. But Canada, I'll be damned <laughs> if I do a comedy show. Fake outrage on that one. Speaking of outrage, Sandeep, do you want to start us off in Asia this week? Sure. Uh we all will right. start in Asia. This story comes to us from China, uh, where Audi sparked outrage when they ran an ad that likened women to secondhand cars. So <laughs> there's a commercial that depicts a wedding ceremony, which is interrupted by the groom's mother, who begins to examine the bride, like checking her teeth and behind her ears. And then the ceremony continues after the mother gives the okay. But then the mother takes, uh, takes aim at the bride once more, signaling that she forgot to check her breasts. Uh, the commercial then cuts to a, an image of an Audi car with the voiceover... An important decision must be made carefully. And then viewers are then encouraged to visit Audi's secondhand car sales website. And, of course, uh, the outrage police. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need to name them something. We'll, we'll, we'll think of a clever name for them at some well, point. Well, it provoked furious background slash on the Chinese internet. Like, I think in America, liberals are blamed for this shit. But this is this is not a liberal thing. There's idiots and fucking, you know... See, my, complaint my thing, mongers and every because so, China is not a liberal place. So specifically, who would you say are, is the group of people that are mad about this? Yeah, you know the same the same people here who get mad just out internet like, people. Like you're objectifying well, that kind of thing. I was yeah. outraged on two different levels about this. Okay, I really was outraged because uh, when the mother-in-law grabs the uh, the new new newly married <laughs> young lady and starts examining her mouth and looking behind her ears and and uh and, and touching her it reminded me of how slaves were treated on the slave um market actually um dehumanized and inspected like property Okay, well, and Asians are known racists, by the way. We've done multiple stories in the show about Asians being racist towards specifically black people for whatever Send your reason. emails and uh, um, yeah. severed heads See, to my, fill. Okay. My, my, my thing, my thing with this story was this, though, is that I feel like they weren't trying to be objectifying. Uh, I feel like they were just trying to make Some like people a, don't have to try to do it. It just comes naturally. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I feel like they were just trying to make like an overbearing mother-in-law joke. That's how I feel what they're, what they're trying well, to I'm do. Well, I'm kind of tired of those jokes anyway, those overbearing mother-in-law jokes. They they are passe. That's yeah. true, but comedy might be different in China. We don't know. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here. I, I think this ad is pretty fucking absurd. But I feel like, and I don't mean to pick on you too much, Sandeep, but I feel like this is how your mom is going to be if you eventually get married. Like, hardcore Indian mother, just like... <laughs> Like, making sure you have, like, the perfect fucking bride. Making sure she's, like, the right height and hair color and, like, ear shape and all the... Uh... Well, it's interesting you bring that up because in the article said many people criticize Audi for stereotyping the Chinese family <laughs> as one which is dominated by an overbearing mother-in-law who rules over the submissive daughter-in-law. Like, yeah, where the fuck would people get that idea that a conservative society has an overbearing mother-in-law? Like, oh... God forbid that that should ever be brought into the light when that's how it totally is 
in every fucking a conservative Asian society. Yeah, so they're it's making ridiculous. it, and everybody loves Raymond's mother-in-law joke. Right. This yeah. is like every. This is like every. This is like every mother-in-law, and especially in like conservative Asian countries, it is like that. It's worse. It's yeah. worse than here. So you said well, you're outraged on two levels, Rhonda. Yes, what was the I other am. level? The other level is further in, on in that article. They also bring up the uh, ad where the woman uh, puts a black boyfriend in the washing yes. machine. We've done that on the and show. We did then, that story. And then he comes up uh, not black after right. she adds detergent. But what outraged me is that the woman is Asian. The uh, person put originally put in the washing machine is black. And the person who comes out is of Asian extraction. But in the article, it's described as white people. And I'm going, hold the fuck up. These are all people of color involved in this. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you think you're screwing with. Who has said that on this show multiple times? This guy right here. I've said this. It's, it's important sometimes to point out instances of racism where there's no white people involved. <laughs> okay yeah. i'm so glad you brought it up though rondo like we because uh, yeah we did this we did that we did story about story. a year ago when that with drew dowdy when that came out and uh that one was very legit outrage because you're implying that you're washing the black off of somebody which is fucking ridiculous and they said that this asian person is white which she clearly is a person yeah. of color clearly that's an asian pretty boy that came out of that dryer oh uh, yeah okay. but the black guy who went in was kind of cute too <laughs> And by the way, imagine being the black actor that got hired to do that ad. He got paid a lot. <laughs> I hear they do pay a lot for you to. I do hope he did. So back to the do the, self-loathing material. <laughs> back to the to the current ad from uh from 2017. I don't know. I didn't have a huge issue with it in terms of, of it, maybe I'm just not seeing it because I'm just an ignorant man with my retarded ape brain, but I don't really understand where the objectification directly comes from. I really, really was focused on the mother-in-law thing. Well, I thought I. Like the whole, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused at the outrage, as well, because everyone's like, that's a ridiculous comparison to make, comparing a woman to a car, which is the point of the like that's they're making a ridiculous comparison. That's that was the exaggeration or the humor in it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's why. That's why it's not. That's the, why it's the, funny. The person that you're marrying, and especially in that culture, your mother's approval of the right. person you're marrying apparently is very important. Yeah. So I guess they're trying to say. That it's like, you know, it's on the same level of importance as a, a car yeah, or a used and, car in this and case. And the weak need groom who watched his mother do it will probably trade her in in three or four years <laughs> for a newer model. <laughs> right. Well, so the ad was, was for used cars. Is that right? Yeah, I yeah. guess it was, it was promoting Audi's secondhand cars. Yeah, secondhand. Boy. I, you know, I kind of see where the outrage would come then because you're 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 saying no, really. Like hey, that, women are like new cars, not used cars. Okay. Well, no, that's what I'm saying is that like they're they're trying to say like, oh, if you're gonna get a woman, make sure you don't get one that's like that battered. Get like a good one that's been inspected. Like that's, that's what the implication been, is, right? Ridden, has got some miles on her. Yeah. Which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with a woman who's got some miles on her. Okay, <laughs> but. I do think uh, that I, I think for me that that's kind of where it hinges. If it were a commercial for for a new car, I feel like there would have been less outrage. That's just a <laughs> hypothesis. What do you I'm think, Sandy? I'm pissed off at the groom who's just allowing this to happen at his wedding ceremony. It does not bode well for this marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely she's definitely headed for the uh, divorced yeah. bitter. Tour. Divorced and bitter tour, yeah. <laughs> Way to work a plug into the middle of the <laughs>
Oh man. So uh, I, I don't really know. I'm very split in this one. I, like this one, the outrage is plausible, but I feel like I don't know enough about uh, Asian culture. And I, well, also, I just feel like they don't understand the basics of humor. It's like, yeah, you make these comparisons that are, that are outrageous. That's the whole point of like a, a humorous type thing. Well, it's, they are going to get your attention with something that is as dehumanizing and objectifying as this. They do get your attention. And in advertising, uh, even the negative, if, if it holds you and gets you to uh, remember the product, it's, it's worth it. If they're saying that the, the, the Chinese family thing with the over... That, that's just a condition that exists. That's not... I, I don't see how this, this car commercial... It, it makes fun of it, is what it's doing. It's yeah. making fun of an already well, existing thing. It reinforces it. It yeah. reinforces the horrible mother-in-law. <laughs> you think it, it reinforces it or is it making fun of it? How, it I don't feel like it, it was making fun of it because in the end, the mother-in-law gives the okay sign and everything is hunky-dory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but clearly yeah. the, whole, the whole thing is ridiculous to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's the subtext. This is a ridiculous. Uh, thing. I kind of, I kind of understand the 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 female based outrage part of it, where uh, like a woman is being inspected. I, I get how a woman could be offended by like, oh, you think I need to be fucking inspected before I'm good enough to marry? Like, what the fuck? I I, I get kind of where that's coming from. Yes. No. If this really happened, it would be very outrageous. But yeah. it's not happening. It's a it's a spoof, and it's a it's a total like. It's a totally absurd thing that they put in a commercial. You know, Sandeep, you say spoof. Some people go, that's my life. Yeah. Really? I do people literally getting inspected on the wedding day by the mother who's looking. I mean, this, this is like clearly not a real scenario that happens. Though, um, that mother-in-laws are like, uh, are like way too critical and overbearing. That, does that happen? Yeah. So this is like a, this is a spoof of that. But I don't see how it, this is, it's so ridiculous that. I, I don't I don't see why it's offensive because it's, it's I'm not buying it, Sandeep. I'm offended. I'm horribly offended. I'm <laughs> outraged. I'm oh, beyond yes. outraged. There it is. I am woman, hear me roar. Don't fucking inspect me like I'm a slave and your for your used car commercial. <laughs> oh man. I feel like you're leaving this up to me, and that's such a not good idea. <laughs> you're leaving the straight white male up to uh <laughs> Make a decision of whether or not inspecting if a woman's body is okay or not. That's and, not and, an okay and, thing. Uh, it, they just barely didn't pull her, her, her gown, her wedding gown off to show her breasts to see if they would support milk for the progeny. Yeah. <laughs> I see, was outraged that they didn't show her breasts. Yeah. And I was waiting for that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. If you're going to, you come this far, Audi. You come this far. You see, I, I was kind of weirded out at the fact that they implied the breast part of it. Because could you imagine if that commercial aired in America, the amount of outrage? And People it would, be, would have pussy hats all over the place demonstrating against See, that, that would be a rare case where I think the left and the right, and we're not really a political show, but I think they would unite on that. Because the left would get pissed off at the whole, like, you know, oh, we're we're mad because women are being, you know, looked at a certain way. But then the right, because they're so religious, would be like, well, what the fuck? We don't want sex on TV. Like that would be a rare case where they would get just pounded from both sides. They should they should air that commercial in America so we can unite as a country. This is what we need, guys. We need to unite we against together. the Chinese, apparently. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Again, send your emails and severed heads to Phil. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we've, we're going to get in trouble with this There's one. The, but. So this story ended. I wanted to add this one thing. Um, it said the backlash in China follows a ruling by the 
by the Advertising Standards Authority, which bans advertising advertisements that encourage gender stereotypes like women cleaning up after their family or men failing to do house, housework. And following a year-long <laughs> inquiry, the ASA developed a set of tougher standards on a- advertisements that portray potentially harmful gender Good stereotypes. Good for them. Yes. What? So the government is going to ha- have decide whether something is like is funny or whether something is out like whether this is like this is government censoring art. Yes. It? Yeah, that's not art, that's commerce. I mean, it's all fun <laughs> and games until the government starts throwing your comedy shows and be like, "Oh, that was that was not funny. That was that was encouraging a stereotype." It's when you're already fun happening. So, so you're going with the slippery slope argument. But this is we're, we're already at the bottom if the government's saying, "No, you can't. We don't like this commercial because it it, it reinforces gender stereotypes." We're but trying a, to move into uh, this this century here, right? But they're in, they're enforcing it in a like this is an re- absurd thing way. This is comical. Well, they're going. If we don't stop objectifying women at some point, it will never stop. So let me, let me ask you, uh, a, a, as a woman, because I again I'm walking on eggshells. Uh, what part is the part that's more kind of uh, iffy to you? Would it be the part where the woman is being inspected or the part where they're reinforcing the stereotype of like the overbearing mother? I hate both of them. I hate both of them. uh, I mean, the the mother-in-law thing has just been done to death. And, And then this woman, for me, it just evokes the whole humiliation of slavery. I am doubly outraged. I double, am, double I, outrage. Yes. Outrage That's a new ruling on the show. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I can't fully go against you on this because I do agree with most of what you're saying. I, I don't see the outrage in the eggs. I do feel like the ad was focused more on the mother and that sort of cheesy. They made a cheesy 1990s sitcom joke on a commercial, which in the, and you have to agree that on commercials, that's about as far as they're allowed to push comedy because the commercials are, it's very mainstream, very G rated. It has to be able to be aired during whatever, you know, whatever's airing at that point in time. And I don't know. I'd be curious to see what program that was airing during. Also, mm-hmm. we, we don't have that information here because we don't, have a Chinese TV schedule, but ads are very tailored to that. So it'd be interesting to see if, if they were airing it during like whatever version, like Chinese lifetime or something. And a bunch of women's song got mad or if it was aired towards something a little bit more broy, like a, you know, sports show or mm-hmm. Chinese spike TV, which none of these channels exist by the way. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a point here. Um, I don't like seeing women get objectified as nobody should, but I don't think this specific instance was, I think it was more making fun of the mom than it was with the objectification and and the slavery angle. I didn't even think about till you brought it up. So I don't have any thoughts on that. You wouldn't think of it. Yeah. No, that, that part's really interesting. That's a, that's a really Not interesting thing. Not to me. Take. That's the first place my mind went. I said, oh, my God, this is like the auction block here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I'm more than doubly outraged. I'm triply outraged at the weak, the weak-kneed groom. I mean, the ma- presenting that man like this, <laughs> as, as, like, allowing this to happen on the, one of the most important days of his life. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. All right, so absolutely crazy is the ruling of that one. We'll go with that. 360 degrees of cray-cray. <laughs> but that means you're back to this where you started with crazy. Yeah. You're back at square zero crazy. That's right. I started out go. saying this is whack. And there are a lot <laughs> of factors in this, you know, such as what Chinese people think is funny and the, the, the culture and all of that. 
Uh, certainly that has to be at some point factored in. We just, we don't have that information. It's so, that's what makes this show so weird is that we're trying to take things from around the planet and apply it to sort of like how we would think about it. But sometimes it just, and pardon the really bad pun here, doesn't translate. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we don't know uh, how, you know, who's actually mad or what the outrage is here. Aside from sort of, what th- we have. I think we, I think we know exactly what. I mean, I this is people what were upset enough for the the uh, ad administration to to come in and say we got to do something about this. We right. got to the complaints s- were stop very the similar. madness. Stop the madness. So right. The, the complaints were along the lines of this is depicting stereotypes. It's demeaning to women. It's, um, uh, yeah. I okay. mean, I think that I think that that did translate. You know what? I'm gonna go with legit outrage on the account that it's hacky. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's my point is you, you can't be outraged for the hacky. If you're, if you're yeah. saying that there, it's humor, but it wasn't done well enough, that's not like a outrage thing. That's how it wasn't funny. Yeah, it was shitty, you know, 90s sitcom humor to it. Uh, I would have to say that if this type of ad did air in America, especially with the breast part, it would be there are people will be pissed. So I have to, uh, like I said, we're for applying it to how we think I have to go with legit outrage in this one. Barely, because the ad, I do still feel like it was more focused on the mom, but I, it, this is like a barely one for me. But wait, I, how does, if it happened in America, it would have caused outrage. How is that the standard? We, we do shit, shit all the time that causes outrage in America that we rule as fake outrage. <laughs> right? Like, we, there's, there's fake outrage here, of course. This is like the basis of the starting of the show. That's my decision, and uh, it, <laughs> we're standing by it for all time. Okay, <laughs> as is the tagline of the show. That's I right. think I think this is absurdism, which is what, which is like a comedy trope. Well, advertising is, but but I think comedy is like you you just you start absurdizing things, and then it's not like you don't mean that literally. I just feel like this is a class classic example of that, and so that's why I found it fake outrage. Uh, okay, all right. So one real, one fake. Uh, Rhonda, you're gonna break the tie. What are you gonna? <laughs> I don't. This is really a nail biting moment right now. Yeah. What say you? I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to have that director uh, evicted from the director's guild. Whoever cast and and shot that whole commercial. Mm. All right. Um. Outrage. Here we go. Legit outrage. I feel like I'm sorry. I should be apologizing to you for bringing this story into your week somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Because the thing with these stories are usually weird and obscure, like this one is, and people wouldn't know about it if we didn't do it on this fucking show. Yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm sorry to get your blood pressure up if. (laughs) Really. (laughs) At last count, I think you were quadruply outraged from this commercial. Uh, If we let's let's take out. All right. So there's the demeaning to women. There was the mother-in-law. The slavery it wasn't funny. There was the slavery thing. The the pussy son. Yes. Uh, right, so that's, quite, that's five outrages. That's outrage to the Weak fifth power. Son. Yeah. That's uh that's a that's a, a pentagon of outrage. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking. All right. So let, let's bring it back to the states here uh, for the second story here. This one comes from North Dakota uh, at the Red River Valley Fair. This is a couple weeks ago. And this is uh, just outside Fargo. This is in West Fargo in North Dakota. And there is some outrage from a carnival. And this one is a little bit more localized as compared to the last story and lots of other stories you had on here. This one was one of those like... Wait, it happened in America, therefore it can't be outrage, right? It can't be real <laughs> outrage. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, dude, like, So this is what happened. There was a carnival. They were at a fair. You know those like shitty carnival games where you know you 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 throw a, a ball in a basket or you pop a balloon with a dart. 
Some guy was giving out live rabbits as the prize at his carnival game. Oh, live rabbits. <laughs> I read this story and I laughed my ass off for like five minutes because like that that's real life absurdism. Like we just talked about the you know commercialized absurdism. But like, could you imagine being like a nine-year-old and like popping a balloon and thinking you're gonna get like a stuffed animal or like a toy and some dude just fucking hands you a live rabbit? A real rabbit. <laughs> This is fucking, this is one of the, this is a fucking absurd thing. So we had to do it in the show. And uh, I, I insisted, by the way, I just want to make a note. I insisted on this story. Sandeep originally vetoed this story. But Why I, did you veto I it? really, you know what I think it is? It's part of his Indian privilege. He's never played a shitty carnival game. So he didn't know what the stakes were here. Oh, they're very <laughs> Do you high. have like, like trashy state fairs where yeah, you're from? Yeah, of course. I know, I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Okay. Because I, I feel like that, you know, because we were, we were talking about this the other day and you didn't really, you weren't picking up on it. I, I didn't quite, I didn't quite. No, I just didn't quite get why the story was like what there was more to say beyond, yeah, some dude was giving out rabbits, <laughs> you know? Well, well, that's what we do in this show. We go in depth right. <laughs> on the fake out. We go report. in depth on the shallow, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's what we do. We take the best E-level or F-level news stories. We're beyond D at this point. This one, this is below <laughs> this is like F-level news story. And we have hard debates. Uh, and so there, there was some outrage. There was a uh, Facebook user named Katie Jo Monk, and she put up a huge long post about it. I'm not going to read the huge post, but the, the gist of it was like, what the fuck? Like, why is this guy doing this? This is animal abuse. Well, now we, we have to be clear. Now, is the issue that the live animals were being given away or is the issue that the live animals were there and they didn't have a fan on them in a high temperature? What actually am I focusing my possibly fake or real outrage on? <laughs> Ooh, playing the cards close to the vest this time. That's right. right. And by the way, she, right. she did summarize the post better than I just did. I just want to say, because that was... Because I'm that kind of woman, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's why this person, they, they, she was focusing on the treatment of the animals and, and the fact that it was a hot day and not the fact that you're just giving a live creature to, like, children. And I'd just like to add that she was kind of dumb because she's saying the animals didn't have fans on them. Fans only work when you're... Because with humans, because we sweat, and so that helps carry away the moisture... If you don't sweat, fans aren't going to help you. It's just the same air. They've got fur, yeah. which actually stops the wind. But even if it didn't stop the wind, it wouldn't, it wouldn't help them, since they're not sweating, cool off. They cool off by panting or whatever they do. Yeah, so maybe they, they should be given some, some water or something. I don't know how a rabbit would cool yeah, off. Yeah, I, I, whatever it is, a fan <laughs> wouldn't help. But that's one of the many questions that I have about this story. The well, the other thing is, where did this guy just, just compile... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm assuming that some rabbits had sex somewhere. Cause what's that expression? Fucking like bunnies. Right. Uh, yeah. There were yeah. two bunnies. They fucked. They made four. They made eight. And so I assume that this guy might have just had some. He like had a pet bunny because he's a fucking crazy carnival guy. And then they fucked. And then he had a bunch of bunnies. And he's like, well, I can't take care of all these bunnies. What am I going to do with them? Oh, I know. I'll give them away to children at the carnival. <laughs> now, I think he was he was just trying to do something fun and something different. He got them from a breeder, and I think this woman who uh, called PETA on on this uh, carnival guy needs to t chillax and relax. Okay. Because, uh, see, I, I think that if, and I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of, of somebody that's involved in this situation, I feel like if I was the parent 
of one of these kids. Mm -hmm. And I like gave my kid 20 bucks or however much money Carnival Gas said, hey, go play some games, go win some toys, have fun with your friends. We'll be over here in the shade. And my kid came back with a fucking live rabbit. I'd be a little bit pissed off. You would? Why? Because you're handing off responsibility of another living thing to another living thing that I'm taking care of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I I, I do know what you mean because I actually had a live rabbit for a while. Oh yeah, talk about that. Yeah. What? What? How much care goes into a rabbit? Because I've never too much. Too much. Now why is that? Are they loud? Do they poop a lot? Well, the rabbit shits all over the house. He (laughs) poops everywhere. Looks like raisinets have been dropped everywhere, (laughs) and chewed the wires of my. Stereo like crazy, unbelievable. You didn't keep it in like a kennel or a pen or like. Well, a- you you gotta let it out every once in a while, you know. I don't want someone calling Peta on me, you know, because <laughs> my my rabbit is has been incarcerated and and not been able to exercise. Yeah. Well, I hear you, but I mean, like when you're at work and stuff, you'd put it in like a. I'd leave it inside a, a nice yeah. big pen. Nice big a, pen. A nice big pen with some lettuce or some carrots. And, and what's the lifespan of a rabbit? I don't even know. Uh, I'm. I don't remember. This was actually so long ago. I uh, that I had my my pet rabbit. Uh, Lunch was her name, and uh, it, it's been a really long time. Rabbit's so. name was Lunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there a story behind that, or? <laughs> Did you like save it from a guy who's trying to kill it? Like that's my lunch, but then like you tackle him at the last second. No, I, I I just think of her in in terms of you know possibly being a meal at some point in, in life. <laughs> Did you eat it after it died? No, no. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's be, all for nothing. It was then. too much resentment. It was too much resentment over the stereo wires, but um. <laughs> <laughs> this the, I I really I'm on the side of the carnival guy. I'm on the side wow. of the carnival guy. Okay, cuz I'm not. I'm I'm with the parents uh and whoever uh, you know this person who was saying that uh you know that it's animal abuse. I don't know if it's abuse, it's but it not is animal abuse. Neglect. Actually, it's more like child abuse because that kid's got to take care of that animal. Exactly. He's got to feed him. He's got to water him. He's got to pick up all that shit. It keeps pooping all over the place. And it is worth noting that so this person complained to the fair committee. They complained to Pete and everybody. Uh, somebody looked this up and found out that it is illegal in the state of North Dakota to give out live animals. So he was breaking the law. Now, if the person was paying for it, it would be fine. Correct. Yes. It's just that it was being given away. You can't give it out for shooting a squirt gun into a clown's mouth. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Like, that sounds oddly like... sexual, but I'll leave that alone. <laughs> well, you know that game, right? Where you yeah. give the okay, I'm I'm not crazy. Yeah, you fill up a balloon with that water yeah. gun there. I also yeah. thought when they described your show as something happened in down south was oddly sexual too. Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. I'm going uh, legit outrage in this one. Uh, and so did the fair committee. They put out a statement. They apologized. They said that the, that the rabbits, uh, that that was not part of what was supposed to be happening at the fair. They did not approve that. They didn't know about it. And then they said something that I thought was a little unsettling. They said that the rabbits had been relocated. <laughs> That to a butcher shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to a butcher that shop. That can mean any number of things. Yeah. They might have either given it to a shelter or just like brought it out back and started fucking kicking them until they were dead. Like, you don't know what the word, but that's a very vague term. That, yeah. Relocated. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm with the side of the parents and the people that, that saw this. So you got real outrage on I, this. Well, I personally am not outraged, but I'm, I'm with them because it, and I, I maybe it's just a personal thing, but... Whenever we have an animal topic on the show, I tend to err on the side of the animal people. Mm. 
Because animals, you know, a lot of them, especially if they're in captivity, they don't have any decision making in their day to day life. You know what I mean? And and this rabbit, I mean, you'd be, if if the rabbit could talk, he'd be pissed. He'd be like, wait, why am I in a cage? Wait, why are there balloons popping? Wait, why why am I being carried by the seven year old child? Yeah. There'd be a lot of questions there. You know what I mean? And so I have to go legit on the fact that it it, it is, if not abuse, it's at least negligence to the animals. So I'm going legit outrage in this one. I'm having trouble with the abuse angle because she's like, it's 90 degrees. But like, I don't, how are you blaming, how is the weather abusive to an outdoor animal? It's it's still, it's going to be, now all animals have to be in like air conditioned well, indoors. the angle that we were making fun of, I, and, and you, you hit on this before I did, was that should the outrage be based on the treatment of the animals or the fact that they were being given to children? I think you're right with the whole treatment of animals thing. I think as long as they're being fed and they're in a cage, eh. But I think once you take the level of irresponsibility to just willy-nilly start giving them away to people. Okay, now, they, now look, they did bring up the whole thing of giving away the goldfish in that article. That was brought up. Now, yes. now, now. So, are you are you upset about the goldfish going home with the kids? You know what? I, I have to say yes, because mm-hmm. in the context of a carnival game, the kid is supposed to win a poster of a sports hero or a scantily clad woman to jack off to for his teen years. Uh-huh. I'm projecting a little bit here, or a fidget spinner, or you know, some tar whatever. Alive anything I feel like is not a good idea Okay so you're even more outraged Than the woman who reported them to Peter Because she says okay I could Understand getting a goldfish to A kid but (laughs) Well here's the thing is I feel Like there is an angle of parental consent With this I feel like if the Parent was standing there and said yes my kid Wants a rabbit sure my kid Can handle a rabbit yeah my, my Kid and it's you know a good way to teach him responsibility Or whatever the fuck but I do feel like this person, this carnival person jumped the gun because the fair said they didn't know about this. This mm-hmm, is not approved. Mm-hmm. So that means this dude just like started randomly doing this in the middle of the day. So I feel like because it was so like under the table uh, and there, there's no regulation to it, I have to go legit outrage. All right. You can go that way. Uh, you can be wrong. Sandy Sand looks like the pressure's on you on this one. Oh, I, this story is so funny and silly to me that I, I can't even, I can't fathom real outrage. <laughs> is, <laughs> all right, all right. None whatsoever. First, I don't even, like, where do these rabbits come from? How, and are they being kept, like, you know, if you, like, give a cat away, if you if the, someone doesn't take a cat, it's just, like, left in these kennels in, like, in those in those centers. So, like, any home is, like, pretty much better than any kennel. So, you know, I'm going to go with the slippery slope argument in the opposite direction that you just did, because I just thought of this now. So you're cool with rabbits, it sounds like, and you were cool with goldfish. What if the animal was something that was more extreme? Like, what if they started giving away, like, fucking, well, if you want to go all the way to elephants or, you know, tigers or lions or any type of other savanna creature, like, what if it was, like, dogs or what if it was cats or birds or something that, or or iguanas, something that took a lot of fucking maintenance? What's the level here? I'm you're fine I with actually it. had a gecko for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I had a gecko. And and you know what's really funny? It, it was in my uh kitchen uh for a couple of weeks and and you know, geckos they they sit they get real still. They get real still and they, you know, their eyes like, you know, just stay wide open. And I didn't realize the damn thing had been dead for two weeks just <laughs> sitting there in my <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> So yeah, I'm all right with an iguana, a gecko, and you're, a and you're dog, okay with, a with these live things being handed to children to care for. 
you're yeah, okay with as that. Lo- if the, as long as the parent is there and the and there's somebody to help this kid understand its responsibility. It's the same thing as having any other kind of live pet. Parental consent is a big part of it. I 100% agree with you there. Um, I have to, to stick with legit this one, though. Uh, you guys make great points, but it looks like I'm not voting anyway, so it doesn't actually fucking matter, does it? <laughs> I feel like like maybe if even if, maybe it's a little wrong. I just feel like it wasn't that big of a deal. And then they complained, and then the rabbits were given back to the owner. Like it was like it was like something that was kind of weird. And then it happened, and then someone complained, and then they then it like all's well that ended well. Yeah. And that, that, last, that, that last snippet of what you just said is the perfect way to describe this show. Like, yeah, this happened, it wasn't a big deal. Somebody got mad, and then all's well that ends well. Yeah. <laughs> that's be the new tagline for this fucking show. And that the woman who reported him really needs to relax a bit and yeah. and get a hobby. It's the red. It's like the outdoor temperature isn't just abusive to animals because the, that's just the weather. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the weather is not a good thing to cite in terms of abuse in in, in <laughs> most cases. And fans don't help yeah. non-humans. Yeah, I don't have actually strong feelings about either topic that we did this week. <laughs> this is probably a good time to mention that. Uh, this is a lot of fun though. But uh, outvoted two to one on that one. Before we go though, we always give our guests the opportunity. Rhonda Handsome, is there anything that you're pissed off about in the world right now that you want to let some steam off on? I'm pissed off about uh, the presidential son-in-law. Okay. I feel like this guy has a full portfolio. Uh, I think he is in charge of digital technology here in the United States. He is uh, in charge of creating peace in the middle fucking East. He actually owns a, a physical newspaper too. That's and a, that's he a good owns to... a, a physical newspaper. And this guy can't remember who he's meeting with, who he's spoken with. <laughs> he doesn't know one diplomat from another. And he just happens to have guaranteed $300 million on a billion-dollar loan. I'm pissed off with this guy. He's got this quiet demeanor, and in the meantime, he's in the background shuffling around, uh, shuttling around the world and and shuffling us off into craziness. Yes. We don't typically do politics in this show. We try try to avoid it, but now that you're here, now that you've you've opened up the can. I do politics. So you're saying that he is sort of like a, he's a man in the shadows, kind of, and you're outraged at that he's the man in the shadows a little bit. I'm outraged that he's got a full portfolio. He's he's like a, a con- advisor to the president, and he doesn't know who he's meeting with. He left off the names of like seventy-seven people that he met with. You know, who who the hell knew that that were there were that many Russian spies in the first place? Uh, yes, yes, I am upset with this man in the shadows. Yes, I am. I like, I like that man in the shadows. Yeah. Here we go. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to bring politics well, into no, it, but you asked why, me. I, no, I'm really it's, upset. It's with fine. It's the only reason why we we typically avoid it is because I find with politics, one of the reasons why we took a hard right away from it uh, when we started um, doing the show is because I feel like people tend to like pick a team and then just sort of dig in and get outraged at everything the other team does and not look at their own team that well, much. Well, you may be right on that. And mm-hmm. and we don't have to stay there because I'm really um I'm I'm pissed off about the strapless backless bra as well. So, if you want to go for something that's less controversial. Wait, the what? The strapless backless bra. You, you know what? I have questions about this actually. <laughs> I have questions. I've seen pictures of this. You've seen the pictures. Well, let me ask you 
They're all how, over social media. How does that bra function? Well, that's what I want to know, because in the past, whenever I've plunked my money down for something that claims to be backless and strapless, I end up hanging out to dry. Because, look, I, and, and this is really, I'm way out of my league with this one because I don't have boobs. <laughs> uh, I'm a guy. Because, and correct me at any time, because I, I don't really know what I'm talking about with, with in regards to boob care, but... Uh, <laughs> Larger breasts tend to sag if they're natural, correct? So uh, how does not all the time? How does how does this um, function? How does this give support if there's not? Where is it drawing its? Well, Phil, this is what I want to find out. Actually, I want to canvas people on social media to find out who has used these things because if you're using a double face tape on the side, there it, it really doesn't hold anything up. Any woman of any kind of proportion will not be supported and i want to know is this just you know a one and done kind of get your you know 29.95 and then you're you know you you have you break out in a sweat and the next thing you know your titties are hanging out well, or is it possible that maybe they're just doing it like they know there's going to be sag involved and maybe they're offering this to women who they're okay with the sag, but they just don't want their nipple to be showing off. No, it's not a no. It's, is that it's a possible? Actually, it's what it's supposed to do is have you look uh, fabulous in a strapless or backless dress. That's the whole selling point of it, so that you don't have all of your your undergarment straps showing, and and you know, and you and you can have a backless dress, and, classy, and be all classy and sexy looking, and and it's. I don't think I don't think it works. I think you pay your money and then you know you get shafted. <laughs> yeah. You you are left unsupported. <laughs> yeah. I per see, I'm the kind of guy, I'm fucking trashy. I kinda like when a girl's bra is showing a little bit. I, I fucking do. I'm rural America. I'm cool that sticking out. I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I think women are actually overly concerned about those. Oh, kinds fuck of that. Things. No, I love yeah. that shit. I yeah. love. No. And it, I don't know why I, I enjoy that so much. I'm probably just a crazy fucking pervert or something. Yeah. But no, ladies, I don't... send your pictures of your bra straps to Phil. Oh, yes. fuck Along yeah. With the severed heads. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and severed heads. There we go. That's a that's a good place to end. Send Phil your bra strap pics. That'll that'll get the fucking us some emails, which you can email us at a time at thefakeoutrageaport at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter, fake outrage ripped. Give us all those good reviews on all those uh various things on Laughable on iTunes and all those other great websites. It's a good place to end. I think Sandeep Sin, any parting thoughts today? Uh I think this is a great episode. Um, I had fun. All right. Yeah. Go team. Um, anyone has any rabbits, uh, make sure you charge at least a penny for that. It's all legal. <laughs> yeah. In North Dakota. There we go.